Hey guys, my name is Lisa Chandler and I'm your photographer mom. And today we're going to talk about something that is the stuff of nightmares for wedding photographers. And that is this. What happens if I miss the first kiss? Okay, so while this is super specific to wedding photographers, you could use it for literally any kind of photography. Take this as the kind of episode where we talk about the worst case scenario. I'm going to share a story about a wedding where I did miss the first kiss and then what I did, how I moved on, and how you can do that too if you ever just fumble that first photograph of that first kiss. All right, guys, this is an older episode. I actually found it in my drafts from when I first started. <laughs> the podcast back in 2022. And I'm excited to share it with you. It's going to be awesome. All right, let's talk about that first kiss. wedding and you are so freaking pumped. Everything has been so beautiful. The hair looks great. The dress looks great. The flowers are amazing. The like you're in the chapel and the sun is coming down beautifully and you're like, this is going to be awesome. And you're just going to get it. And then they kiss for like half a second flat. And you're like, oh my gosh, did I get the first kiss? This is like the moment that like is so stressful to so many people who want to shoot weddings, but are afraid of it. They're like, what if I miss something? Because there's no way to always get every moment at a wedding. That's something we got to talk about right now. Just push that out of the way. You're never going to get every single moment at a wedding because you possibly, you it's impossible. Like you cannot be everywhere at once. But this moment that everybody is watching, people love this first for this first kiss photo and you're like, I'm going to get this. And so often this is a stressor for people who are new to wedding photography or people who are veterans of wedding photography. They want this first photo. So the most important thing you can do before you get to this point is prep your clients. So if you are a new photographer listening to this, or for some reason, a listen away, a bride listening to this podcast, know that, again, listen away. Anyone is welcome to listen to the photographer mom podcast because I'm just a total mom. Um, (laughs) But what you need to do is talk to them beforehand. So you can do this in a formal way, being like in an email, make sure your kiss is longer than three seconds to be, to ensure that the photograph is taken. You know what I mean? You could even write it into your contract, which would be really over the top, but you can put it in written terms if the kiss really stresses you out. In fact, if you really, really stress out about the kiss, I would put that, make sure you brought it up. Um, not as like a, you can't, I can't get things way, but as in like a, you need to hold the kiss longer to make sure that I get that photo if it is important to you. You need to make sure that's a conversation point, like during your timeline meeting, as like an official capacity like that, if it is a stressor for you. The first kiss isn't a huge stressor for me because I've been shooting weddings for so long and in so many different locations, but I do like to kind of jokingly, if I have a couple that I can tell is not PDA or if I'm just kind of looking for things to talk about in a consultation or in a planning meeting, I will bring it up. I'll say, look, um, usually I bring it up in like a joke, in a joking way at a shoot if I bring it up at all, where I'm like, hey, (laughs) you better hold that count to three. So I get you guys kissing and I know you don't want your grandma to see, but you're going to want these photos. Your kids are going to want these photos. They're going to be fantastic. Just hold that kiss, count to three in your head and make it a good one. Like make me feel it. I say that all the time when I'm shooting, I'll be like, make me feel it. And 
And so um, I'll say that kind of thing to them because that's my personality. Everyone has different personalities. We all interact with our clients differently. So if that's not a fit for you, I'm not saying go do that. But that is typically how I address it. I'm like, if I address it at all, I'm like, look, hold it for three to five seconds. Make sure we get it. Cameras can malfunction. We want to get that photo of you with the first kiss. It's going to be awesome. Hold that kiss. Don't just peck. Don't like go to town. But, you know, give us something to work with. That's the best way to combat that first kiss angst between you and anyone who might feel like the pressure to get that kiss is just tell them to hold it longer. But rewind, say you're at the wedding, everything has gone beautifully, the sun is coming down, it is like bouncing beautifully, everything looks amazing, and then they go in and they kiss and it is the shortest kiss of all time, and your camera decides to jump focus to behind their heads. Um, Because that can happen, right? Like if you move like even like a centimeter, sometimes you can change the focus of your camera. And that can happen easily when you're standing in the back of a wedding ceremony. So it can happen. Here's a story of when it happened to me. So Back in the year before I knew what COVID was, in the 2018, I was shooting a wedding and I was shooting it by myself. So typically my husband shoots weddings with me, but this one was just me. It was just me kind of hanging out on a Thursday wedding and it was awesome. Everything had been beautiful, the most beautiful dress, the most wonderful bride and groom, so freaking nice, so freaking in love. And we're taking the photos. It's great. I'm in the back prepping for this kiss. I'm like, this is going to be a great kiss. My husband isn't there. So I know it's all on me. I don't have a second shooter to like, you know, catch anything I don't catch. And I'm like, I am ready. I am in the back. I am going to decide it beforehand. I was like, I'm going to do a wide shot with them in the middle. It's going to be really cute, really fun showing all of their family and friends and loved ones and them, you know, kissing in the middle to seal this wedding to seal this marriage and it was one of those chapels where there's like a foyer so you know like some of the um wedding venues you just kind of walk straight in when they're built for weddings specifically the chapels but this one was built specifically for weddings but there was still a foyer and so I put my back against the back of the doors because I wanted to go as wide as possible so I put my back against the door and I'm like almost like crouching you know like you know how you do when you shoot and I'm like holding my camera have my back up against the wall and I'm like you guys can see where this is going right so I'm like (laughs) on there against the doors the doors and I'm like, I'm going to get this spot. This is awesome. The doors have been shut the whole time. I'd shot weddings there before the doors were shot or the doors were shut till they were walking down the aisle. I wasn't like new to this nor new to photographing weddings. And so I'm back there and I'm like, I've got this. Y'all, they go to kiss. I go to take the picture. Someone opens the door behind me and I fall. Like not enough to distract from the whole wedding. No one noticed, but enough to make me kind of stumble a little bit and not even have a chance to take the photo. Like not even something blurry, nothing. Like I just straight up miss it. Of course, like I take a photo as soon as I have my balance back and I have a photo in the end from the beginning of, like right before they lean into the kiss and right after they lean out of the kiss. But the kiss part was totally gone. There was no faking it. There was no photo where they were almost touching or like where there was light between their lips, but they're basically kissing. It was gone. There was nothing. It wasn't there. And so I had to think really fast on my feet of what I was going to do. And there was a couple of things I could have done. But what I decided to do was 
we were doing family photos in the ceremony spot after the wedding. So I photographed everyone coming out, photographed them so excited coming out of the chapel, getting together. And then when we went to get the family photos, I pulled the bride aside and I, aside and I said, look, I missed the first kiss. It's never happened, but someone opened a door and I... I fell back and I missed the first kiss. She was so cool about it. Most wonderful bride. And she was like, oh, it's a cool, it's cool, it's fine. And I was like, so what we're going to do is as soon as we go up to take family photos, we're going to delay them for a second and y'all are going to kiss in that same spot. Of course, it'd be a little bit different because their um, bridal party, I wasn't going to like set everyone back up and I wasn't going to have that huge wide photo that I had like had my heart set on when I was photographing this wedding. But what I did was I put them in the same spots and I took a close-up photo of them kissing and then in the gallery, I just changed the timestamp and slipped it in there. Easy fix. And then we had a great time taking family photos. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit flustered and then I like flashed my flash weird and I was like what is going on because <laughs> I was stressed from the first kiss and um but generally just went on with the day and it was great and it was fun photographed it had a great reception had a great send-off had a great most amazing night portraits at that wedding so freaking good and um it was an awesome time but it could have gone very differently and that's what I wanted to talk about mostly in this podcast is how it could have gone. So I had two other options for what could have happened and I think the first one is one that photographers very mistakenly fall into and that is to just be full of angst. (laughs) To be like, oh no, I missed the first kiss and not come up with a solution at that time. So there can be a lot of pressure when you're photographing things. People are very vulnerable when they're being photographed. People for weddings, you know, a lot of them have been dreaming about their whole life and they're so excited for this day and they want it to be beautiful and you're the one preserving the memories. And if you let yourself get in your head about that, that's enough to stress anybody out, even if you're like not anxious at all. And because of that, if you do something wrong and you know you've done something wrong, it can very be very easy to spiral into kind of an anxiety, angst-ridden um, moment. And we've all had bad moments of weddings. If you've shot 10, 15, 20 weddings, let alone 100, 200, 300 weddings, you're going to have a bad moment at a wedding at some time where you're not 100% professional or you say something kind of rude by accident or you're trying to move the timeline along and someone interprets you as being rude when you're not being rude. Anything like that can happen, right? And it's easy to kind of just angst ourselves out and be like, oh my gosh, I missed the first kiss. Now I'm just going to move on with the day. I'm not going to say anything and I'm going to hope they don't notice. Now, this is never the path to go on. It is never the path to go on to just kind of not deliver it and hope that they don't notice. Now, I'm going to take back a couple steps because again, this is not a scripted podcast. This is literally just me talking to the microphone with like a list of three things to say um, in the 20 hour, 20, 20 hour podcast, in the 20 minute podcast we're talking right now. But what is so important is to just like not ignore it. Um, There can be time and places where if it's like a minimal thing that like maybe they requested, but like it wasn't a big thing that you wouldn't bring it up or something that just, you don't have to be like, oh, here's your dollar. I love it except for X, Y, and Z. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that like if you miss something that is very expected and very important that they have brought up beforehand, I don't think the approach is ever to just ignore it the day of and then move on. What is important is to find a solution before 
before the gallery is ever finished. Like if you have missed something and you don't realize you miss it, that is something very different than like realizing you miss it and not fixing it. Those are two separate things we're talking about. And if you miss the first kiss and don't try to fix it, then that's going to lead to bigger problems down the road because if you, for example, taking my example, if you lose your balance and you miss that first kiss and then don't find a solution, then no matter how angsty and bad you feel about it, you still didn't come up with a solution when you could have. So my suggestion is to not fall into angst. The other thing I would suggest, the other way it could be deal with, could have been dealt with in my specific situation is to wait until after the family photos to take the photo. Because the way I did it, I did it right there in front of everyone. And I made it, I was like, hey guys, I missed the first kiss. We're going to do it right here. Like I owned it. I was like, we're going to take this first kiss photo. No big deal. I delayed family photos by maybe two minutes. Nothing big. But sometimes people don't like to wait. And In this specific situation, because it was a sunset wedding, I knew I had to have that first kiss photo right then. But another solution to that problem would have been to go through the family photos, take them, and just like get through them, super happy, not say anything to the bride until after the family photos, and then take in that photo of them kissing at the end of the family photos. Um, that would work great. Um, it's very similar to what I did. The difference would be that the bride wouldn't know about the missed kiss um, during the family photos. <laughs> but the downside would be the lighting is different. And sometimes that would be okay. The lighting is close enough after family photos to retake that. And that certain situation, I had to do it right then. But again, this is 100% just about being proactive and not falling into that angst. So if you feel that anxiety and I am like, okay, I'll be totally honest. Everyone like that I shoot thinks I'm like the most chill person ever. I am like the most anxious person in the world. So like when I say don't fall into the angst, I mean it. Just don't fall into the angst. Come up with a solution and then move on. So in this situation, think about it. If you miss the first kiss, what's the best solution? The best solution is always going to be to fake the first grip first kiss because photographs, a lot of them are somewhat, I don't want to say fake, but you know, like we like work with our clients. We give them prompts. We talk to them. We make jokes. So they'll laugh, like all of this stuff. And because of that, you could always argue that there is an element of faking it in photos, even though it's not in any way, like I am all for the most authentic and fun photos, but like no photo, like just having someone photographing you is not like a normal Monday afternoon. So um, remember, it's okay to make mistakes, but it's our job to fix that before the day is over. So if you're shooting a wedding and you make a mistake, it really isn't a big deal. We all make mistakes. It doesn't matter if you are shooting your first wedding or your thousandth wedding. We all make mistakes sometimes. And sometimes those mistakes are out of our control. My mistake at that wedding was I shouldn't have actually leaned against the doors. I didn't even think about them opening, but obviously they were doors and they could have opened. And um, I paid for that by having to redo the first kiss and having to take ownership that I made a mistake in front of everybody, which is totally fine. That is fine because what's not... The the thing with that, the thing with like something like missing a first kiss is that can feel very embarrassing. It can feel like, oh my gosh, what do I do? But the solution is simple. You just find a way to substitute it in the gallery. You find a way to make it work and move forward. Because yes, 
it might be a little bit different than the expectation, but you working on it and you making you get the making sure you get the best for your clients is what matters. It's okay. Again, it is okay to make mistakes, but it's our job as photographers, especially as wedding photographers, to fix that before the day is over. It's okay. You can make that mistake. Say it again. You can make a mistake. And, you know, I think that with these podcasts, now that I'm renewing them, I'm going to end every single one with like an exercise. So what I want you to do, guys, because I'm a total mom and I'm always parenting everyone. (laughs) What I want you to do is to actually think about a time where something went wrong at a wedding or a session. Think about it write and then just write down three solutions of what you could have done and what was the best solution. Maybe it was one you made. Maybe it was a solution you took. Like in this example, my solution was definitely to redo it and I stand by that four years later. Like I stand by that decision. But um you know, I can think of other ways I could have handled it. So maybe think of the different ways you could have handled that situation. If you've never had a situation that didn't go perfectly at a wedding, if you are the dream photographer who's only made awesome decisions at every single shoot you've ever done, I want you to imagine a scenario. Imagine this scenario. Imagine that you're going against the door and you stumble during the first kiss. How would you fix it? Would you fix it like I fixed it or would you fix it somehow differently? Because remember, we are all different. We all interact with our clients differently. And when we are authentic and we are ourselves from beginning, from the time we start posting our photos to the end delivery, the more you can be yourself, the better your experience is going to be with your clients and the better your client's experience will be. So one last time, it's okay to make mistakes. Just figure out a way to fix that. And it doesn't have to be fixed perfectly. It can just be a little hodgepodge. But if it's something that is going to matter, if it's a mistake that's going to matter, like missing a first kiss, think about what the worst could happen is. Like, not <laughs> that was a horrible thing to say. No, don't think of what the worst could happen is. Think of how you could miss it. And that's what I mean by the worst that could happen. Think of like, oh no, I'm so stressed. I'm going to miss the first kiss. The worst case scenario is that you miss the first kiss. So I want you to sit down and be like, okay, here's three solutions I can come up with if I miss the first kiss. What if I miss the first kiss? This is what I'm going to ask myself. And I want you to write down three solutions of how you would deal with that situation. Because once you have, once you sit down, you've listened to this podcast, you've thought about it, you're like, oh no, what if I did miss the first kiss? I want you to think about that and write out three ways you would deal with that situation to be comfortable and have your clients be comfortable. Okay, guys, so excited to be back. So excited to share my photography knowledge with you. I am partially retired now, but I am still just kicking and shooting and having the best time. And I hope you guys are too and that you are having a wonderful off season. I'll talk to you later. Bye.